Sportsbox fans, and welcome back to Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And we are back here for Aftermath Week 6 edition, I should say. And man, the, the NFL just keeps getting better and better. Right? I mean, you know, maybe some off-field issues aren't as great. But I, I would say the product on the field has been getting better and better for most of the games. So let's just get right into it. And I'm going to start with the Chargers, who looked completely rattled in a blowout loss to the Ra- versus the Ravens versus the Ravens as they lost 34 to 6. Now to me the biggest takeaway from this was well the Ravens showed the biggest weakness of the star-studded Chargers team. The Chargers for the past few weeks, if we're being honest, have been able to get by. They've been able to get by without people really exploiting their weakness. Last week, they played the Browns, lost 47 to 42. And well, they, they, they didn't have to, they didn't, the Browns weren't able to exploit it. You know, they still ran the ball very well, but they weren't able to. The Raiders, give me a break, it's the Raiders. The Chiefs, you know, we've seen the Chiefs for the past few weeks and they have no run game. They also lost to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, Tony Pollard alone had 100 rushing yards. So I, I to me, the biggest takeaway was the Ravens showed the biggest weakness of the Chargers teams. And it wasn't like this was not known. I I think people knew that the Chargers didn't have a good rush defense. But I didn't think we realized how bad it was till this Sunday. And I give a lot of and a lot of props to John Harbaugh and the OC for really calling this game the right way. You know, the Lamar Jackson is that dude. And I, I, to me, I think you just have to let Lamar Jackson ball. That Those are one of those players, or he's one of the only players I could really say, just go out there and play football. You know, just go out there and do what you do, <laughs> you know? And I, and I think that it worked. I mean, they had 187 total yards on the ground, and they also had three rushing touchdowns, which made up for over 50% of their points. So this team, before I go into the Chargers, this team is legit. I mean, the Ravens right now, they sit at 5-1, and one, and this is this team has beat some pretty good teams. I mean, the Chargers, they're one of them, right? The Chargers going into this week, people said, wow, the Chargers are legit. You know, they beat the Colts last week. They beat the Broncos. Maybe aren't two good teams, but they've also beat the Chiefs um, in a crazy Sunday night game. So they're starting to put wins together, and they're starting to put wins together against meaningful teams. Look, I'd say I was one of them. I did not... You know, maybe I could, maybe I, I I would say that I would take the Ravens in this game, but I did not think that the Ravens were going to blow out the Chargers 34 to 6. In a million years, I would have not seen this happening. But here's why I don't panic for the Chargers. One, for one reason, is this is your typical matchup, okay? We, you got a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. For a one o'clock Eastern game, which in their book is a ten o'clock Eastern game, meaning pregame warmups is about seven a.m. for them. I mean, they have to wake about five a.m. Pacific time. Now, I'm not blaming. Look, I'm not blaming the Chargers. They didn't look good, right? But this is still a thing. I mean, th- this happens to these West Coast teams. Now, to the <laughs> to the to Los Angeles Rams this week when they uh, played the New York Giants and they won thirty-eight to eleven. Well, that didn't matter because talent over. You know, over everything. But in, in this game, I, I think it did it did play a bit of a factor. But to me, I don't think you need to hit the panic button for the Chargers. This team, this team, still in my book, is coming out on top of the AFC West. Look, Herbert had to have one of these games. He was destined to have one of these games. He couldn't play a perfect 
two years straight, right? He had to have a letdown game. It was a shame it was in this fashion. It really was. It was a shame in this fashion. Look, it would have been better if the Chargers went into Baltimore. And while maybe they didn't win, they, they looked a little better than they did. Now, I'm not blaming everything on Herbert. I, I think the defense had a big, big issue. Eckler couldn't run, run the ball well. It, there was just a lot of not, not, things, not good things going for the Chargers. It's not going to happen again. I'm not saying the Chargers are going to win the rest of their games this season, but this type of loss is not going to happen again for the Chargers. So they got it. They got it out early. They could throw this one out of the bag and continue till next week. So I, to me, I don't hit the panic button, but I do give a lot of praise to the Ravens. And I think that was the biggest storyline going into it. The next one I want to talk about, and this is just a game. And I know we just talked about, you know, uh, the Ravens and the Chargers, but another game that I kind of just want to go depth in real quick is the Cardinals versus Browns. Because to me, this is another one of those games where I pulled a lot of storylines out. Starting with the first thing is Kyler Murray is legit, okay? I mean, this, you know, we we had these questions, you know, obviously when the Cardinals, they had the first overall pick and they had just gotten Rosen and Cliff Kingsbury came in and they said, well, we want to go in a new direction and take Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray as a college quarterback, you said, well, this dude's amazing, but how is that going to come compared to the NFL first few years he's he's slinging and, and dinging it and he's looking phenomenal but he's still you know he's still missing that you know I mean he looks great but he hadn't taken that leap he has taken that leap now and it's scary because I mean he I wrote he just prances around the field I mean honestly he does he just prances around the field and somehow he makes things happen look he had 229 today I mean yesterday he had four touchdowns and at the same time, he did this all with Cliff Kingsbury out of the game. Now, I'm going to get to maybe why that's more important than you think it is. But Cliff Kingsbury was out of this game. And if that doesn't tell you enough why that was important, that a quarterback still threw for four touchdowns, 229, then please get out of here. Please get out. Just stop. Okay? Because I, to me, that's meaningful, right? Um, and think about this offense, man. I mean, this is what the Chiefs offense was. I mean, it's just fast-paced. They got guys like D-Hop, A.J. Green, who had a, a who had a great game. Actually led the team in receiving yesterday. D-Hop, like I said, had a great game. Rondell Moore, he's shown flashes earlier in the season. He's kind of slowed down in the past few games. James Conner has looked decent. Chase Edmonds had a great run. I mean, this team, this offense specifically, is elite. I mean, th- this offense is elite. And that's why they're 6-0. I mean, that's honestly why they're 6-0. And they've beat good teams, right? I mean, they beat the Rams l- last week. Um, and now they beat the Browns, but I think the bigger storyline coming out here is the Browns. And also the Cardinals didn't have a lot of guys on the defensive side. I mean, Chandler Jones didn't play this game. I mean, JJ Watt had a phenomenal game. I mean, this team was just showing up play after play and making plays. This is why I worry about Baker Mayfield. These type of games is what makes me worry about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield could not win the game with Cliff Kingsbury out. A top three roster in the NFL. And they were at home. A loss like this falls on Baker Mayfield. Look, the Browns have, I would say, like I said, a top three roster. This team is the most, one of the most complete teams on both sides of the ball, including special teams. I get it. Nick Chubb was out. Baker Mayfield might have been dealing with a shoulder injury that might keep him out this Thursday night. But the point is, you have to win games like this. 
Now you say, well, it doesn't matter that Kingsbury out. Yes, it does. I mean, it it does because to me, having your coach out, right? Unless he's fired, and that's a different circumstance. But having your coach out to COVID, it does change a thing for a team. I understand that the schemes are still in place, and that the the offensive coordinator, whoever the interim coach was, is going to still call similar plays. But it does make an impact for the the atmosphere. The the head coach alone brings a certain atmosphere. He the guy he knows what his players like. He knows what they like to do. He understands what Kyler likes to do. So that type of knowledge gets lost with a with an interim coach for a game. And so to me, that is why this is a big loss for the Browns, much more than it says on the scoreboard. Look, I, I I haven't been I haven't been a Baker hater, but I haven't been a Baker supporter. But I've also I've I've leaned more towards I wouldn't say a hater, but more conservative views on Baker. Not as oh wow this dude's legit because to me I just I can't see Baker taking this team to the next level, and I think that's why as complete as this roster is, they're not going to be as complete till they get another guy. Look, I think Baker's a hell of a quarterback. I'm not saying I'm not knocking his skills. I think he's a hell of a quarterback and he has a lot of talent. But there's something missing in Baker Mayfield that you see in these elite quarterbacks. And I don't think Baker Mayfield possesses those things, those intangibles that an elite quarterback, that makes up an elite quarterback. And to me, it's going to cost him. And we we saw it in this game. Look, I understand that the Cardinals are really good. But you're at home. You have a complete roster. The team doesn't have a few of their coaches, including their head coach. Chandler Jones doesn't play this game. You have to win games like this. You have to win games like this. And, you know, in the primetime, Baker, he hasn't been at his best. And I'm not saying this is a primetime game, but this is a, this is a big game. And you know, to me, to, to lose that one, that one's tough. A last few just notes. And I, I, I think the big thing, I'm going to zip, zip by this topic, but I think the Panthers and the Broncos have to hit the panic button. I, I don't know what happened, but both teams started 3-0. They lost three straight. Both quarterbacks have fallen off the cliff. And Sam Darnold, especially. I mean, he has looked like he looked like his jet self in the past three games. In the past three games, he has a 54 completion percentage, four touchdowns, six interceptions. He's been sacked 12 times and has a QB rate of 62.1. He does not look the same. And on the Broncos side of the ball, I would give Drew Locke a chance, man. I I, I really would. I like I think Teddy, he played good. Maybe his stats were a little elevated by the teams they played. You got, I mean, you got Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Giants. You, you got to be putting up good stats against them. So I think his stats might have been a little inflated. He still looked decent in a few of the other games, but man, I, I, if I'm the if I'm the Broncos, you got to look at Drew Lock and say, "Man, Bo, it's your time." I mean, you're, you sit at a spot three and three. This division is for the taking. I mean, you, the, the Broncos aren't out of it. They sit at three and three, but they are well not out of this. I mean, we, like I just said, the Chargers look bad. They could possibly have another game. I don't think they will, but they could have another game like that. You're playing one of the toughest stadiums, Mount Hata playing. I don't see why you don't give Drew Locke a chance now. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of expectations right now in the Broncos since losing three straight. I think you give Drew Locke a chance. Um, quick side note, I love the Bengals. Joy B and Jamar Chase are those. You know, they are them. They are that duo. They are going to be here for a while. That's all I have to say on them. I love Joe Burrow and I love Jamar Chase. And I love that they've silenced the haters. That's all I got to say. Anyway, uh, problems in Kansas City. I think that is another huge thing. And this is not just, and this one I save for later because to me, it wasn't just week six that we've seen this, but for the past weeks, we have seen this issue. And I think it's, I think it's becoming a big issue. To me, I think it's becoming a big issue. Look, Mahomes in his last 15 starts has 15 interceptions. This season, he has eight um 
Look, in no way am I questioning Mahomes' ability. I think he is one of the most skilled quarterbacks, one of the most talented quarterbacks, and as great as he is, it's going to be crazy to say, but he does too much. He tries to make that special play. In recent years, it's worked. In recent years, he's made those special plays, and it's paid off. But now, after a few years, oh, look, those lucky plays aren't happening as much. And when they are, well, they're resulting in negatives for the Kansas City Chiefs. To me, I, I'm a little worried. I, and, 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 I, and I say this because this was not the only week. Now, you could look at the scoreboard and say, well, man, the, the, man, KC worked Washington. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And this was not this. And this is not the only time this has happened. Look, they were going. They were seven. They were up seventeen to ten going into the fourth versus Washington. A few weeks ago, this same thing happened with Philly. I mean, Philly was right there with Kansas City, and then at the end, they just exploded, scored forty-two points. But to me, I don't care about that because these are teams you should just be blowing out from the start. You should just be blowing them out from the start. Do what Dallas did to Philly. Blow them out. So, I, I I am worried, and to be honest, I, I, I know it's too early to call, but I would not be shocked if this team is fine for a wild card spot. Uh, this defense is atrocious. I mean, it's really bad. As great as Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes are, I mean, this team has no real run game, and I, I, I just can't see this team right now the way they are formed and situated it's going to be tough it's not going to be an easy and especially going into those you know division games where you got to play the chargers you know they already lost one to the chargers you got to play denver denver's always going to give you a run for your money they have a good defense the raiders they looked good last yesterday against the the, against the broncos so i think there's a lot of question marks and this is not the time you got to have a lot of question marks especially on that offense and defense um that's all I got to say. And, and I could make a whole different podcast on it. But to me right now, there are serious problems in Kansas City. There, there are serious problems in Kansas City. And last note, I'm going to finish off. It's going to make me feel a little happy. But the NFC, man, you know, they, they were always talking about, well, the AFC is really good. I think the AFC is really good. But I think the NFC is going to be better this year. And I, I think it's going to be very, very tough. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. The Dallas Cowboys are 5-1. and one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 5-1. and one. The Los Angeles Rams are 5-1. and one. The Cardinals are 6-0. The Packers are 5-1. That is five teams right there that right now sit 5-1 or better. Now, obviously, the Cardinals and the Rams are in the same division. But that's still five playoff teams. That is five playoff teams. It's going to be tough to get a knock. I mean, a nod into the NFC this year. That's all I'm saying. It's it, If you're one of these teams, if you're, you know, the Saints, Minnesota, one of those teams... It's going to be hard. I mean, honestly, it's, it, it, look, the AFC is, is good. And, you know, you got Baltimore, Buffalo, Chargers, the Bengals who have played really well. The NFC has six teams with five wins or more. The AFC only has one. So it's going to be interesting, but I, I'm, in for, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for it. It's going to make a hell of a postseason. It's going to make a hell of a month of December when these teams are competing for playoff spots. And obviously, we only have one team this year that can get a bye. So that's that's the other thing, right? Now, the Cardinals right now sit at the number one seed. But, hey, maybe they lose one game. It, it could change a lot of things. I don't see a lot of these. Te- I don't see these five teams losing a lot of games this year, especially.